Here, here's my problem today, Hunter. Oh, a problem. A problem. Love it. I don't Love know. It. I don't know what to do with the games on this show that I really like and want to keep playing after we do the episode. Like after we record, I don't get to, like I. I wish I was still playing Celeste, and I want to keep playing today's game. And I don't. I don't know how to do that anymore you don't know how to keep playing a game yeah it feels like i have to always move on to the next game because i because i'm i'm in, in the dad lands and only have so much time so i don't i need i need the tips for how to keep just playing a game how does that yeah work? well so yeah so this is a hard problem to fix for you matt um because you had a child yeah and Oops. that carries with it certain responsibilities <laughs> that i will remind you of now <laughs> one of the drawbacks of having a child is that you don't have time to do all the things you want to do mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i don't have a child i will have no issues playing <laughs> more forza horizon 5 <laughs> in the future and will enjoy it however matt however you have a offspring yeah and that's also pretty cool i've heard in some ways although i i wouldn't know myself <laughs> what are, what are the games that you still play are there any games hunter that you just you still play that aren't for this show Outrun. Oh. <laughs> I play Just Outrun every day. I'm gonna someday I don't play Hunter, Outrun every day, but I when, play Outrun whenever I have, uh, whenever I need to kill. When like, we're uh, rich, time. I am going to get you an Outrun cabinet for your birthday when we're someday for rich? your house. Yeah. When Did you, you just say when we're rich? Yeah. I mean, it's a big when. It's a big, you know, indefinite when. We're Matt. I I hate to be the one to have to inform you of this. But the path we've chosen isn't one that goes to riches. And I feel really sad actually yeah. that I have to explain this to you. We're gonna I'm I think we're doing great, but there's no rich ending to this well i don't know man forza makes me feel rich look at all those cars i fit in my many 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 garages i've got like ten thousand cars man uh-huh but you won't be owning them in real life <laughs> is the thing matt is does anybody own these cars in real life surely not surely no one owns cars you don't think jeff bezos could not <laughs> afford to spin like okay jeff bezos <laughs> could sit down and have someone spin a wheel have a wheel built that just had cars on it and then he could have that wheel sp spun and then whatever car came up would then immediately be purchased and yeah. given to him yeah and jerry seinfeld immediately shows up and is like let me talk to you about that car oh, yeah, you just won true. yeah how do you okay matt how do you explain jerry seinfeld matt <laughs> let's go Welcome to Old Gamers Almanac. I am your host, Hunter Donaldson, joined today with, uh, it says here, Matt. Hello. Matt. I'm Martin. Matt. Yes, that's me. Yes. Uh, we here today uh, are going to rank a game, as we do every week, uh, in a list, including every game ever made, one week at a time, one game at a time. We've done about 20 of them so far. Uh, <laughs> so you're in the early days. Invest now. Eventually, <laughs> all the games will be in the list. 
Okay, it's Are you happening. suggesting that every episode of, of OGA is an NFT? We've put NFTs in our gaming and in our podcasts now. Let's go. Drop, drop I don't in even want to joke before... about that, Matt. Um, <laughs> there are no NFTs in the future of this business. Uh, if you have NFTs, stay away from me, okay? <laughs> Just stay away from me with any talk of NFTs. If you've bought one, don't come over to my house. Like, yeah. stay away from me. Keep it... <laughs> out of my life okay that goes triple for you ubisoft that goes triple for you <laughs> you have, you have just ensured that we get at least one email from somebody that's going to defend nfts to us and i just want you to know do, person do who sends not, it no we hey, won't even read it we won't read it so there's no point i'm gonna set up a bot that automatically deletes <laughs> any email with the, the with N or F or T right next to each other in it. No, in okay? it at all. No more N's, F's, or T's no in your no emails to no us. T's. Get Just creative stay. with your language. <laughs> and like, I'm not trying to offend anybody. If you're living that NFT life, whatever life is short okay you gotta like what you like or whatever but just keep it out of my house uh -huh. keep it out of my life keep it away from me yeah. i should be able to put up some sort of like some sort of signal off uh, above my house that just says i'm not open to crypto or nfts do not <laughs> that's bring gonna it be to me. that's gonna be the new instead of no soliciting signs that people put on their houses like the the new millennial version that's just like no <laughs> nft conversations in this house thank you do not <laughs> no crypto in here yeah it's like i need to mark my, the the space above my door with sheep's blood or something <laughs> so that the nft angel of death does not visit upon me the death of my firstborn child what are we doing today today we are welcome to old <laughs> gamers almanac we have a uh, forza horizon 5 where it's it's our recent trend of here's what happened uh 2021 finished and all these people put out their top games of uh, 2021 lists. And Hunter and I were like, oh, dang, we were so busy in the later part of the year playing old games. We really would like to play all those top 2021 games. And we're still not even hitting the top of the top. But we do have another recent game for you. 2021's Forza Horizon 5 by Playground Studios under Xbox Game Studios. Yeah, essentially, um, a Microsoft-owned, uh, I don't know, I guess you would call them first party. They're owned by yeah. uh, Xbox Game Studios, and pretty much their only job has been to make uh, these Forza Horizon games. This is the fifth one. For some reason, the fifth one seemed like a bigger deal than all the others. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened there, yeah. but it got it got big. I'm... I am excited that I was told to play this game and did actually play it. Yeah. But for the record, I do find it very silly that I have not played any of the other Forza sure. Forza 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 Horiza games. Uh, I haven't played any of them. So for all I know, this is just one. For all I know, this is just Forza Horizon 4. And they painted a 5 on it. Right. I would have no way of knowing. Okay. <laughs> But I did like this game, and it is a car game, capital C. Yeah, yeah, car game. Man, let me tell you, too, uh, car games, at least this this one, I think the reason we had to play five is because, to me, the quintessential selling point of a car game, the way they're trying to sell car games to me is look at all the cars, look at all the graphics, and it just would feel really weird to, like, play Forza Horizon 2 when it's like, but this is supposed to be, like, kind of the better graphics available the right? new graphics yeah, yeah. It's, it's about the new graphics so it'd just be very odd to go play a very old 
Forza Horizon game. Well, it'll be very odd whenever we get to the episode where we have to cover the old Forza yep. Horizon games, yep. uh, because it will be difficult to rank a game if our opinion is that they're, they're, you kind of only need to play the new one. And that's not, <laughs> not just our opinion. I feel like the marketing is kind of always set up in that way. Right. Um, would love to find out that we have some hardcore car game people, though, yeah. because this is a culture that I feel like I was on... I was kind of on the fringe of when I was a child mm -hmm. and then for some reason fell out of completely after Gran Turismo three. Um, and then just really haven't messed with, hmm. uh, in a long time. Uh, so it'd be cool to kind of learn about uh, like some hardcore Forza opinions. Like are yeah. there Forza horizon fans that think that five isn't actually that good. And that like three was the one, oh, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, I wonder, <laughs> give, send me an email like that. Uh, I want, I want some sort of email. That's like Forza horizon three is uh, the best one. The other ones suck yeah, for some reason. Yeah. And it's a complicated reason that doesn't immediately hit. I just that's like I France. Like. That's all. That's, that's the reason I liked it when oh, it was it in, France. in France. I think oh. so. One of them is like France and somewhere else. Neat. Um, but yeah, uh, what do we, what do we want to start with in this conversation, Matt? Where do you want to where do you well, want to Well, let's set let's the... cover what what for Forza Horizon Five is, especially because I think for a lot of people who don't touch car games at all, because they aren't car people even a little bit, and they also don't care about racing games, I yeah. think it's tough to delineate the difference between all of the car games. Um, uh huh. So, and, and I'm I speak from my own experience of not understanding how to delineate the difference <laughs> between these car games. So. Uh, like, first off, Forza Horizon is an open world game, which is, um, mildly more recent of a de development compared to just racing games. Um, but the idea with Horizon and a few other games, like The Crew does this, there's a bunch of open world games, um, but it's, it's just that. It's, you drive around wherever you want, you never get out of your car, but you drive a whole bunch. I guess there's a couple games out there where you can get out of your car, but, like, it's an open world game, and then you yeah. find you stumble upon races as you just sort of drive around. Uh, I, I feel like that is in some way a pretty good spiritual successor to like the vibe of Outrun, where it's like, listen, just just enjoy the drive, man. Enjoy the 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 scenic views, the vistas, and the music. Just hang out and drive your car. That to well, me the, feels the, like what this game wants you to do. Yeah, like to just hang out. It has kind of a hang attitude, is yeah. what you're saying, yeah. and that that hang attitude kind of connects with with Outrun. I will say, it does feel like um, in a lot of the discussion around this game, much uh, has been made of the open world aspect of that mm -hmm. of it. Um, but it it is not very new to have a racing game right. with an open world structure. No. I mean, it's quite. It's I would say. Shortly after Grand Theft Auto Three, they started making. Yeah. I mean, in fact, wasn't even Rockstar had. What was that Midnight Club? Is that what it was called? Those racing games, I'm pretty sure, had an open world structure. Uh, a lot of racing games since the 2000s have had it. Right. And, of course, I think all the Horizon games have it. Um, they do, yeah. And it's uh, it's good. I don't know. It's like it's it's cool to just be able to drive around and it not be race time. Right. It's just like time for me to, to hang out. And uh, Forza Horizon 5 is beautiful. Um, the not only are the the graphics uh, at the top notch of uh, of the graphics right now, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> these are top graphics, uh, but also it helps that I think the setting is a really smart pick. Uh, yeah. The game takes place. So the premise of a Forza Horizon game is that um, you're a racer. You're like really good at racing, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, you play as uh, someone who races cars, uh, 
and you are at this festival, this kind of music festival, but for racing cars called the Horizon Festival, and it takes place, I don't know, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, this this time it's in Mexico. Presumably it's been in other places for other games. I didn't even check where the other places <laughs> that, were. That is true, Hunter. Good job. Um, it feels like uh, it has music festival stages, I noticed. Yeah. Not sure what that's for. <laughs> um, as if there's going to be like bands performing, but you never see any bands. I would I would um, love to know if there's a real world equivalent to a Horizon Festival. You know what I mean? Like, is probably. This, yeah, I mean, probably. Does it look anything like the Horizon Festival in actuality? That seems bold because there's like crazy plane stuff and like just dropping off cars where at. There's a lot of wild stuff. This is this is a car festival cranked up to 11. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't think that that there's a car festival in the real world where you at the beginning of it drop you're a in a jeep car out of a plane, <laughs> out of a plane, like some sort of Tom Cruise business, some sort of maybe Tom Cruise would do a, a festival where he drops out of a plane in a car, but I wouldn't say that anyone else on the planet should really be dropping out of planes like that, except yeah. for Tom Cruise. Who, I'll buy, I'll buy to tickets to 2022's like Cruise Fest. That does sound like a good time. Oh, uh, yeah. The cruise missile is going <laughs> to drop right out of plane. Uh, real excited about that potential. Anyways, this is a racing game where you race, you do races. Um, what I like about Horizon is that there's a uh, Horizon 5 anyways. I won't speak for the series because like I said, I don't know. Um, is that they give you a lot of different types of races, huh? Yeah. You got pretty standard uh type racing game races you got uh off-road crazy pants goofy races that yeah. don't make any sense it would not occur in real life because people would die yeah um with giant ramps and stuff this game kind of like so every racing game i would put on a, a a continuum where on on the left hand you have uh, a simulation game like a perfect simulation of of driving your yeah. gran turismos uh your forza motorsports um, like Microsoft Flight Simulator, but for driving. Like, right. as boring as possible that it can be. Right. Uh, not saying that those games are boring. I just mean, like, the, a hypothetical game where it's literally just driving cars I mean, we, and the cars are exactly the same way they are in real life. Right. We know a guy that, like, does actual car racing, and I know for a fact, like, he has, like, a 400 or more dollar like PC steering wheel and he plays a few racing games because they are literal practice for his actual like career in racing basically yeah. like there's there's, yeah. there's those car games right those car games and then on the other side you have like your arcade card games uh that are goofier your your need for speeds yeah uh your burnouts your uh you're, I don't know, I guess Ridge Racer is pretty, uh, Daytona, Daytona 500, <laughs> that's a goofy, that's a goofy arcade game. Do you, uh, uh, is a kart racer a different thing to you entirely, or is that sort um, of even further on that spectrum, like is, is, is Diddy Kong's racing <laughs> a car game? <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess it would be an arcade racer, yeah, I yeah. mean, why not, it's still a car, um did, i don't know diddy kong racing also gets into planes though and matt and stuff i know and sure boats. well so does the crew too let me tell you the crew too does i don't know yeah this is an interesting this is an interesting kind of thought thing uh that's a thought thing that thought you've thing. thrown one into of those the mix thinkies. here one of those thinkers diddy kong racing where would you put it matt do you think I mean, it's, it's a simulation game <laughs> it's simulating the Let's... real lives of of friendly animals driving boats and cars let's and consider <laughs> where diddy kong racing might go on the continuum huh where might it go <laughs> welcome to old gamers almanac a podcast where we figure out exactly 
what kind of game Diddy Kong Racing is. This is the episode about Forza Horizon 5. Welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously what's, I think, appealing about the Forza Horizon series is that you've got your Forza Motorsport. That's all simulation. That's for the, that's for the hardcore car people. Uh, Forza Horizon is, uh, it kind of plays... It kind of plays a couple. It wears a couple different hats. This mm-hmm. game. It's not always. It, I like if someone was like, "Oh, that's just a real arcadey game." I would not say that. Yeah. It's not super goofy. There's some real handling here. In fact, the way the races are presented, I would say, are sometimes super realistic. In that, like, the races are long, and there's a lot of space. Yeah, right. Like in an arcadey racing game there's a kind of we're trying to condense reality and make a race that in real life would take all day is now just going to take two minutes now don't get me wrong there's plenty of horizon races where we are condensing reality in order to make this a tight fast race where you just get in and you get out and it's over um however there's there's kind of like there's like races that are really crazy and you're ramping off of like you're in your Jurassic Park Jeep yeah. and you're ramping off of a giant ramp and uh, doing flips and stuff right. and like, you know, rock on horns. And then there's like, uh, like, I don't know, like a real slow paced cross country uh, race that feels very like, all right, I just, I, I, I passed one car. Okay. Now I'm up yeah. one position, you know? And it's right. like, you're 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 hoping that by lap three you'll be you know in a solid position but you really gotta kind of like take every turn as well as you can so that you can get up there so i think it does a really good job of of wearing both hats and i think that's what is appealing about it is if you're curious about you know the hardcore simulation stuff you can get a little flavor of that and if you're just a normal person you can also enjoy this game it's a good time yeah i think the way to even some summarize that is like I don't know anything about actually working on cars, but like you can get up under the hood of all of these cars and and modify all of the kit and you get a whole freaking spreadsheet of stats and crazy things to just barely modify n- uh-huh. numbers and terms I don't understand at all. Or there's a button that just says auto, make it make it an A tier car. I want a car that's A class. Thank you. All right, cool. You you added a you did a new muffler. Cool. I like it. That's fun. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. I did that with my. Uh, I got a GMC Jimmy and I turned it into my number one racing car. That's what I did, and that's how I've been playing Forza the past like day and a half. Neat. Uh, and then there's also like me, for example. Just didn't even interact with that yeah. part. <laughs> right. Just didn't. Just didn't bother. I mean, I actually, it's weird because I actually appreciate um, racing games that have that like kind of hardcore simulation stuff. But for mm. some reason, like I, like for example, and this is heresy. I'm sure a lot of people will that are hardcore car people, if we have any in the audience, are going to turn their nose up at me right now. But uh, I didn't even put it on manual, y'all. I just played it with automatic transmission. I just was, I was here to have a good time yeah. and to relax. And what I like about Forza Horizon 5 is it is a racing game that helps me relax. That's true. Like, yeah. big time. I, I um, agree with that in, in a major way of every time I was getting on to play it, uh, there was no feeling of, I gotta get through the next hurdle of this game so that I can have something to talk about on the show. It was just like, I just gotta keep playing it and... And I think the coolest thing that this game does uh, mechanically is it, it in its open world nature of it, it is that way also kind of with the like style of races. And like when you sit down to play this game, 
you can do whatever you want to do at literally any point in the game. Like it's never, yeah. it's never throttling you in any way. Um, I mean, the game literally starts with like, "Hey, you've just loaded up this game. Do you want to do a bunch of accessibility options first? Like, do you want to make sure you are already cultivating your user experience from the get go?" Mm -hmm. It is like wildly obsessed with you fine tuning the experience to just however you would like to drive the car. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, so one, one thing that's interesting about it is that when you start, it kind of doles out all the different types of, mm -hmm. well, not all, but, but several of the different, uh, types of races to you. Um, and then the progression of the game, the, the way, the way you kind of move through, I guess the story, I mean, it's sure. not really a story. It's kind of, you just, you driving through this festival. Um, but there's definitely characters and a little bit of something going on. Um, but the way you progress is you sort of unlock different uh, regions yeah. of uh, the area that you're at in Mexico. And each region kind of is set up specifically for certain types of races. So one, this would be a light criticism, but I would find that structure means that at various points, I'm probably going to end up doing the same type of race over and over. Mm-hmm which is maybe not the strongest way to play the game. And this is obviously something I could have fixed, right? However, in fixing it, it would have required me to frequently drive across the country, the, the country yeah. um, because they have, it's kind of clustered in these various spaces. Now, what do they get out of that? Well, it's more realistic, the, the area, because if they had to make like, like if they had to make um, an area that was fit for every type of race in every region, that would kind of make things, I think, a little more bonkers, a little less believable. Mm -hmm. They do it to kind of preserve realism um, so that it's like, you know, you're you're in an area and it feels like it's a fitting space for the types of races that you're being asked to do when you're in the area that's for um, all the off-road, yeah. uh, hilly, big, big truck boy uh, <laughs> races. Yeah. It's real big truck boy terrain as well. Just when you're going from place to place, it's real big truck boy yeah. terrain. Um, so that's good, but it I do feel like the game plays the best, like a cool mixtape of various racing yeah. types. So like the first area you're in is in the center of the map, and it has a nice little mix, yeah, which sure. kind of like sets you up to be excited about that style. And yeah. then it sort of it sort of can't quite do that the whole time. And I right. understand like the, so I would say the very, very light criticism and almost more of a like, if there's a way you could kind of plan your playthrough to like mix and match a lot, I think that's the tastiest way to play. This game's like a party. To, you may to, as well grab a little favor from each plate, right. you know? I mean, if anything to counter that, I don't mind driving across the country. When, like, t earnestly, oh, when I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm just totally. like, I want to do a completely different type of race. I need to do kind of like a five minute drive. Sounds fun. Yeah. Sounds like I don't like to just do race after race after race for my own like mm -hmm. thing. I, I do a race and then my favorite thing is the really kind of goofy. It just gives you a big open area and it says, hey, inside of this purple circle, there's like a garage somewhere with like just some old classic car. Yeah, that we're going to be able right, to fix right. up. That's how I got my GMC Jimmy. Well, I loved doing those and that's literally like 10 minutes of just sort of arbitrarily, they almost always do it in like a forested area. So you like can't see very far. Like you're not gonna just easily find the garage. You have to like stumble upon it in the woods, in the jungle, in the swamp. Yeah. And so you're just like driving, combing through this area. And it's like, this isn't racing. This is barely, this isn't even realistic driving. Like I'm driving through creek beds and like between trees. Like it doesn't make any sense. But like 
I was constantly changing my pace up for my playthrough. So it'd just be like, yeah, right. yeah, I want to go find one of those cars because it popped up. I'll go do that. When I finish that, well, I should probably do a race real quick. Okay, cool. I'll do the race. When I finish that, oh, the new actual horizon thing unlocked the new the new story mode thing unlocked and it's way on the other side of the country awesome what a perfect opportunity right. to just do some driving along you know the, the roads or whatever i i, I there's, found myself never beelining for anything there's also you know i yeah i don't want to mislead anybody because i was kind of playing i was playing the game like oh i want to play the the kind of story focused yeah. races that are available which are kind of organized by color and by type uh, however, there's a lot of races that are sort of almost like procedurally generated just based on like limited time races that are, I think, just being like made yeah. as you go. Like right. sort of like um, if you've ever played an MMO, you might have like quests that are daily or weekly and they're just kind of generated by the team. Um, they are going to change as you go, basically. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of races like that, and those can kind of take any flavor. Um, so there's a lot of ways to to really spice right. it up without doing it the way I'm talking about. I just kind of got locked into to thinking of it that way because I really liked the core races that they um, that the game was kind of centered mm -hmm. on. And uh, yeah, I think for me, it's like I, I totally wanted to experience the variety that you're describing, Matt. I just think I sort of wanted to approach it by like, ooh, now I'd like to do, you know, a dirt race, you know, it's dirt right, race time. Right, I want to yeah. do a dirt race. And sometimes that would involve right. me having to go all the way across the map. Um, right. But yeah, overall, I mean, this game is a blast. Uh, it, besides the fact of it being uh, an expensive full priced game. Yeah. Uh, if it weren't that, I would probably just say whole hog. Like you should just buy this game and play well, it because it's just so fun. But it's, it's Xbox, which means PC or Xbox, like, when it's mm -hmm. a PC Game Pass game, it ain't that. <laughs> it ain't a $60 oh, game. It's just a game that's on Game Pass, and that is probably yeah. the best way to to experience it. I mean, that's the conversation that's going to become harder and harder to talk about in the future is, like, as we get more and more of these subscription things, it's like the price of the game is not... Who cares? There's that's not a it's not a talking point anymore. And I think this game is a is a good example of that. I probably would never have bought this game. Like I I wouldn't buy it because I, I know I'm not gonna actually sink my teeth into it as much as I would like to. This is this is in the direction of a lifestyle game. And I'm I'm using that term stupidly, like naively. I don't know. But like this is a game for car people. If you're if you're really into cars, this might be the only game you buy and play this year. Like it might just be your whole thing. In the same way that like sports games are some people, you know, some people just get FIFA every year and they play the ever-loving hell out of FIFA. Can I push back a little bit already? Yes, Cuz I would say that I I don't like okay. So yes, it's a car game. So it is for car people. So in that way, yes, you could call it a lifestyle game and that there's probably a lot of car game people that are going to like this. I think what's notable about this game is how inviting it is mm -hmm. in spite of the fact that it also appeals to to, to car people. I like, agree. I, I think this game is very playable and very easy to have fun with. And I think labeling it with that lifestyle game sure. thing makes it sound like it's for an in-crowd that is specific and not necessarily for people that aren't already invested in that thing, yeah. which I would say is not quite true of this. But yeah, if you can, I mean, Game Pass uh, is the op the the best open thing about it. Anyway, sorry, I didn't want to take away too much for that. Uh, and also, I feel like I've talked a lot in this episode, so I want to get to to your feelings on this game. Yeah, I I I think when I'm, it's hard for me to define what I want to call this game. What I mean by it being lifestyle is just that it is like 
a thing you kind of get on to enjoy every day. Like you're not specifically, you're not going to finish it necessarily, right? Like it's just a game you'll play ad infinitum because it's just got always got more stuff to do especially those like procedurally generated races or like the multiplayer of it is like people can just make racing pads like you can just make your own right. race track that you want to make and then challenge people on it and so you could play this game forever is like the is the main idea and within that comes like sort of it doling out progression loops which i think um i feel differently about different ones so there's like the main kind of storyline stuff which is the uh the horizon i don't even remember what it's called specifically but like it's the adventure mode it's the story mode and that stuff always feels good to me and it's like always coming out at like a different a decent pace where it's just like you do one big story thing and then it's like okay that opened up this area quite a bit here's a bunch of new races go toy around with those for a while when you do about five races or so we'll have a new big story beat for you and just go enjoy right. it um and i think there's a lot of that kind of stuff it's also just sort of like constantly giving you new cars in various ways whether it be like here's a roulette wheel yeah. to spin and get a car or here's you finish that race so you get a car or here go find that garage you get a car like or it, you can buy a car whenever you want with the money that right. you've been also getting like like as you as you go yeah right so you get to make the experience whatever you want there's also some stuff that's like that modern like here's just an xp bar that keeps going up and it's hard to say fully what it does like i i do think there's aspects of this game where it feels like some microsoft producer was like hey make sure it's got the Fortnite stuff in it um and the and the developers were like uh fine we'll we'll slap that in there but what's mm. nice about it is it's not imposing itself on you like you you can so easily ignore the stuff in this game that feels like a mobile game or or the predatory like weird you know xp hooks that that a lot of games i feel like try to try to put you into i think this game has it like lives in like accepts that it lives in the world where those things are modern developments but none of those things are critical <laughs> to the playing experience of the game but it, it, it you know after every race you get like a bunch of splash screens of like your various bars that are your accolades are going up and then here's your new xp and then let's spin the right. wheel and like it right. feels like after you finish a puzzle in a mobile puzzle game and it's like okay well we got to splash a bunch of stuff at you to make you feel like you've progressed in some way and it's like i actually didn't care i just like the drivey bits right yeah i mean i think i think that's a possible drawback for people i i also just feel like it's like hard to really care either way it's like mm -hmm. yes it, it feels like the game maybe is uh, in an insecure way, trying to like engage your dopamine receptors yes. as much as possible right. by showing you that you're doing good. However, however, even in that criticism, there are like things that I think are sort of vapid that still work. Yeah. Like for example, um, the points that you receive when you're doing. So like whenever you do anything in this game, you get some points for it. Yeah. If you drift, you get some points. Right. Uh, if you do a gnarly jump, you get some points. If you drive uh, off the road and break shit, you get points. It's like you, you can literally points. do anything, you get points. Right. And the way the system works, though, is kind of interesting because maybe that on its own isn't so great. But it sort of has a Tony Hawk pro skater style thing where if you string a bunch of, mm -hmm. for lack of a better, I mean, I think there is a word for it in the game, but I can't remember it. Uh, tricks together you your points go up and up and up and up and they only stop whenever you stop doing tricks yeah. or you like collide with something right. basically so that system 
is really fun because at any point in time, mm-hmm. you can just do a bunch of goofy stuff and try and see how high the points can go. Right. And yes, the points aren't doing anything, but in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the points aren't doing anything, but you still like doing a bunch of cool tr- cool right. tricks, don't you? Right. And how does the game tell you that you just did a really cool trick, if not give you like 50,000 points sure. that do nothing? Yeah, my favorite. do nothing at all. <laughs> But My, still, it feels good. I would the system would be less fun if it didn't tell me that I just did a fifty thousand point trick, right? Because I need to know that that trick was worth fifty thousand points, not a hundred points, right? You know what I mean? My favorite example of that is when you're just driving around the open world and like you got a radio on, Hunter. I think you said you turned the radio off, and I wonder if you got to experience very much of this. But oh, I, I played some some of it. I played with the radio on. Some of it I played with the okay. radio off because Sean wanted DJ for me, which okay, was sure, fun. Sure. Uh, but the the point is, every once in a while, a song will come on, and the whole game is like, "Hey, hey, this song's really cool. What if you did as many stunts as possible during the duration mm-hmm. of this song yeah, yeah. as you possibly right. can?" And it's like, right. I, sometimes it got annoying to me, if only because of this. Every once in a while, there are so many little like landmarks that the game is kind of throwing at you like every time you finish anything, you know how when you load up, like I'll give a, an example of a Bethesda RPG. And it's the first time you're loading up the game, but you bought the game of the year edition and it has all the DLC in it. And so you start your new character and it's like, here's 10,000 side quests. Like here's every DLC side quest in the game that we're going to slap in your face right at once. Every once in a while and not often, but every once in a while, this game would do that to me where it's like, I very specifically wanted to go do my next horizon adventure. And it was like, well, first this song is on. You want to do that, don't you? Oh, look, there's a drifting challenge. Hey, look, there's a new race that opened up over there. And you want to go check out that garage? And it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I (laughs) like information overload. I just wanted to do the one thing. Is there a way to parse that information out to me slow or something? But like at the same time, there are plenty of times where those systems, I think the, the, the issue I have with those systems is that they're divergent. They're, they're, uh, they're kind of randomized, which means usually they hit pretty good because they're just sort of being paced out. And every once in a while, they just all hit at once. And you're like, holy shit, I just got like bombarded with notifications of things to do. But I, I think generally speaking, I mean, the first time the song thing happened to me, I was like, oh, this is this is splendid. I will not be going right. to the destination I was going to go to. I will right. spend five minutes just doing stuff. Let me just drive around and break trees and and whatever. Yeah, honestly, some of my favorite challenges in the game were... Uh, some challenges I found. I don't even remember where I found them. They just were somewhere yeah. where it was like, all right, get a bunch of points. And yeah. it would just put you like in some farmland <laughs> with like just nothing around, but stuff to run into. Yeah. And it was basically saying like, run into as many things as possible, cause well, as much right. destruction as possible <laughs> and do sick like donuts and shit. <laughs> and then you're going to get enough points to pass the thing. And like, there's a lot of little stuff in this game like that. But yeah. I do, I, I, yeah, I do understand that some people are going to play this and they're going to see the sheer amount of things they could do mm-hmm. and feel turned off by the, you know, it could be maybe more elegant yeah. in the way it dulls things out. But I would say that this is sort of like going to like a really kicking party and criticizing like how loud the music is. Yeah. Like, I just have a good time. You right. know what I mean? Let your hair down and chill out with the game it's this is not the type of game where you should be stressing over like what order you're going to do things in like this is this game is just trying 
to hand you as many fun things to do as possible. Right. You pick one, you do it. There's and also so many accessibility options that I don't even know how deep that rabbit hole goes. Mm -hmm. For all I know, you can turn this game, the volume on this game down to the quiet dinner party that you might want it to be. <laughs> right. I don't know that you can't do that because yeah. there's a staggering amount of accessibility stuff yeah. in the game. Yeah. Well, so let's get into maybe just a bit more background so we can kind of talk more explicitly about our direct experiences because I feel like we've covered like everything that's in this game. So I'm I'm curious what your history. I think you and I have incredibly different histories with driving games. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, like, I don't have a whole lot to say about my own history with games like this. Um, I used to, to play, uh, driving simulation games like, uh, Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo 2, mm -hmm. uh, Gran Turismo 3. I liked the Gran Turismo games. Um, I were liked arcade. Were, were those all original PlayStation or is that? Uh, PlayStation 1, uh, for Gran Turismo and Gran Turismo 2, and then PlayStation 2 for Gran Turismo 3. Okay. A-spec, I should call it. Um, but... Um, yeah, and then kind of fell out uh, with simulation games uh, and have become, I would say, just somebody that more just appreciates a, a whatever car game. But this is the closest I think I've gotten to playing a simulation game in like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed myself, but I do notice that I kind of played Horizon 5 in the most arcadey way possible. I think you could play it more. Mm -hmm. The game, you can kind of play wherever you want on that um, continuum that I talked about earlier, except I feel like you can't really go all the way one way or the other. Like to yeah, me, it didn't right. seem like I could imagine car people being like, I got to wait for that motorsport one. Cause I want to get way under the hood in a mm -hmm. way that this game won't let you, mm -hmm. you know, but also then it's like, it's not a Mario Kart, You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not all the way on that level. Right. Um, I was trying to resist earlier putting cart racers on the arcadey side and yeah. there I did it just then. But yeah, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of history with driving simulation games, but um, I used to grind out the licenses on Gran Turismo 2 and enjoyed that. Mm. Uh, and if you know what I'm talking about, you know I'm a weird idiot because nobody <laughs> liked grinding out the licenses. But for some reason, I did. I don't yeah. know. I was a weird kid. I had a lot of time, and all I did was play video games. Right. So Right. Yeah, my whole experience is always that, like, let me touch this car game for 10 minutes and then probably bow out. But I'll do that like every day or whatever. I mean, I, I only played mm. the arcadey dumb stuff and it was always a very vapid. Like I was never getting into the mechanics of any. I mean, Hunter, before we started recording, we were talking about motocross mania, which is like an old PC game. That's just a motocross game. And you, anybody who's played that game, you only played one map, huh? And you just did the biggest, sweetest jumps you could so that you could launch yourself into the invisible wall that threw you across the screen. Like, that's all I ever wanted to do was, like, dumb, stupid stuff in car games. And I've never been invested in any aspect of the simulation um, to it. And that's just because I don't know anything about cars. I would say one yeah. thing that this game I felt, like, teased, and maybe this is my, I, I'm probably reading into this, but there were aspects of this game that made it seem like it was going to really invite me into that world. Like it was going to teach me how to do that stuff. And so far, I haven't felt that from it, actually. Um, I, I think there's more to unpack and it could actually do those things. 
Um, but like, I wouldn't mind it if it like really had like an in-depth with all the accessibility options. I'm a bit surprised there isn't more tutorial about like how cars work and what's the right thing to fine tune. Cause yeah. I feel like you can open up the tune car menu and it's like, here's everything all at once. And I wish it was like, Hey, let's first just start with your, uh, you know, like your tires and, and let's learn about how different tires can manipulate uh, your ability to do different types of races. Like I needed that parsed out. Whereas instead it feels like what I'm going to need to do if I want to get interested in that stuff is literally just research cars by myself, which is, I mean, that's a valid way to do it. And if you care about cars, you're just, you should just do that. Like that's what you would do. Right. And then this game will reward that interest. But I, there's a part of me that wishes this game could teach me how to be a car guy, I guess, which is like a dumb thing yeah. to lob on it. That's not a criticism that I can count against it, but it, it was like a thing that I felt like I wished I was getting out of it. Right. Well, and I feel like that kind of brings us to our, our headliner bit, our, our main, <laughs> the main course, which is today we are asking the question, what does Matt want from a car game? This know. is... Hello, I'm I'm Hunter Donaldson. I'm here joined by my signature guest, Matt Martins. Yeah. We want to find out what does Matt want from a car game? What kind of car game does Matt want? What would this car game have in it, Matt? How how sim like what is the perfect the platon the matonic mm -hmm. the matonic ideal matonic. of a car game? I Let us sit a while. I I just think I want a game that uh teaches me about that world in the way that I feel like sometimes these simulation games are quite good at even in sports games like there's a certain aspect I feel like that you you can learn a bit more about the strategy of hockey by playing the NHL games like you 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 can get that stuff parsed out to you this game wants to be open world which means it wants to just give you all of the options up front. And that's all that overwhelmed me about it. I, I probably should go play Forza Motorsport because maybe Forza Motorsport, because it's all about fine tune the car to perfect the race to do better. And in that loop, it probably teaches you how to do those things. Whereas Horizon yeah. is just like, just drive, man. Shut up. Don't if you want to get into that stuff because you know how to do it. Cool. That's good for you. But the main goal is to just get you to go drive your car and ramp off of like a sweet Mayan temple or whatever. Yeah. The, I mean, I agree with that. So what we're talking <laughs> about, the Matonic ideal car game would be a car game that sort of has a high level of simulation stuff. You mm -hmm. want to get into the simulation stuff. I would like to, saying. but I need to yeah. be taught. Yeah. I, I need it to like yeah. really, really teach you how to do it. And, and to, to give this game credit, like it has huge dialogue prompts that are trying to teach you, but I think I'm so stupid with car stuff that I can't even understand what it's like. It, it, the second you say rear differential to me, I'm gone. Sorry. Oops. Don't know. Don't know what we're talking about anymore. You want the the great American car game that sort of teaches you, that invites you in yeah. to become a gearhead yourself. Exactly. That, and, that. and that you would then go into the real world, mm -hmm. a changed man, a geared <laughs> man. I need a video game to teach me how to work on my car because daddy never did. That's all. You know? Daddy, you need a car game to be daddy essentially to can that fill... be what this is i just want a car game that is that cl classic ideal of a dad who just wants you to come and work on the car with them hey let's go work on the car buddy and i i want to yeah. i want a game that has that entire attitude of just like hey come on come into the car i want like the main npc protagonist to be my literal father in the game yeah. and they're teaching me how to do car stuff yeah 
Uh, Horza. Horza. <laughs> Horza Horizon Five. Uh, Horza Horizon Five uh, does this thing where it. I mean, it. It is. It is a party. It is a good time where you're yeah. hanging out, and there might be some gearheads at the party. Yes. That you might talk to. Right. But it is not saying welcome to your new gearhead life, mm-hmm. you little gear cadet. It doesn't say that. <laughs> I actually am kind of inspired by by what you just said, Matt. I think that it could be an interesting project, and I propose this for the future of OGA, although you might hate it, but I don't really care, um, that maybe the key would be to play car simulation games in a chronological order. Mm-hmm. Because uh, while I don't think there is a game that exists that does exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the only way to achieve what you're talking about is to have so much interest yourself yeah. that you're willing to kind of just pony up the time I agree. and get into it. Um, be, because I think it'd be hard to figure out how to... It's hard to figure out any kind of thing like that that would like just change a person into having a new interest that they did not have before. However, I think it might be interesting to look at car simulation games... Uh, in a chronological perspective, because there were limitations exactly. at the beginning as far as how much it could simulate and what they chose to simulate. And so as you go up, as the games get more complex and are able to more accurately simulate um, real-life racing, I think uh, the complexity uh, increases in a way to where you kind of grow with it. Yeah. Now, I will say... Even from the beginning, the Gran Turismo One and Gran Turismo Two days, it got pretty buck wild yeah. as far as what you could do. But maybe, and I don't remember. I mean, I was just a kid when I played those games. But maybe, even in its buck wildness, it doesn't have as much gameplay uh, like weight as it yeah. does later. Right. That I do not know. That I could not speak to. But it might be cool to do simulation games from a historical perspective. Yeah. Honestly, the other aspect of that same idea is there's a certain level of, I don't know that this game ever taught me how to get better at racing. Now, I you know, I didn't put 30 hours into it, so that's that's a whole different thing. And, and there are certain things you will just learn but there's there's aspects of like I think there are things that are assumed in car games. And it's like you're gonna do an e-brake slide, and it's like okay, I get that as a concept, but I don't actually I don't actually know how to execute an e-brake slide like effectively, where like I can maintain my momentum around the curve and and mm-hmm. continue going. You know, almost every time I do an e-brake, like I start to do a drift, I just spin out of control, and I have to. I mean, luckily this game like gives you the backup function where you can reverse time and try it again and you just try it over and over and over again so there's that method of learning how to actually do these like car stunts and car stuff but yeah there's a certain level of where like i do wish i could figure out how to learn this stuff better i wish there was a way for it to like walk me through the physics of a car i don't know maybe this is all just how my dumb brain works but it's like i i i can't figure out like exactly what i I mean it it does some of that stuff right it it, it can draw a little path for you and says like hey this is probably like a decently optimal way to do this race you know at this point you need to go to the outer edge because you're about to do a big turn up ahead like there's that stuff and that was super helpful and like even the thing where it's like as you come up to a turn it's like hey you should probably start hitting the brakes now i want like even more of that i think i'm just so dumb and so bad about cars and driving that i want the game to meet me on a level that is 
silly that there's no point in it doing that. Like, I need the car game for babies. I need the I need babies first car game, and I don't know what that is. Well, I don't know that that exists. However, everything you're saying reminds me of the Gran Turismo 2 license system. <laughs> and the way Gran Turismo 2 would handle what you're talking about is they would have like a license for like braking. Oh yeah. Like here's how to brake. You need to do this quick little uh course where you brake. But the way it works is like if you break uh, if you break too early, that's no, you failed. Fail. Try yeah. again and it's a very very uh fail state uh pass state. Um but you know the way that they would have like a here's the e-brake slide uh mm-hmm. thing and now I need you to do a perfect e-brake slide. Here's how you do it and it just makes you try wow. until you do it perfectly. And then once you do it perfectly, then you can move on to the next thing. And there were pages of these, dude. Wow. Like you had to do like all, I mean, and we're gonna. I mean, you're gonna have to because <laughs> otherwise you don't get to race in Gran Turismo. So you will have to do that. Is it literally barring you from racing? Like it's like the tutorial yes. system? You yes. have to you do have everything? to do it to oh unlock, my goodness. unlock the different races that you can do. <laughs> I mean, like, I think there's there's some ways you can have fun with the game without unlocking all the licenses. But if you're going to actually play Gran Turismo, you have to unlock all the licenses and wow. stuff. That's not so, yeah. fuel. Maybe, yeah, maybe it, it's just better the way that it is. The way the horizon is just like, listen, you'll figure it out someday. Just play the game, please. And just don't worry nah, about I'm, that stuff. I'm excited to put you through the licenses <laughs> uh, that, that we're going to have to approach the Gran Turismo games. The early ones, I think the same way we would approach like an RPG where yeah. we like budget a lot of time for it. Right. But to be honest, this game got me, got me hungry for car stuff again. Yeah. Hunter's, a, Hunter's a car boy again. I think I'll do like a car game a year now because mm-hmm. of Verizon. For, uh, Verizon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm into I honestly it. Have I have not been doing that on purpose. I want to do, I want to do some more. There's, there's like, I want to check out uh, this motorcycle game called Ride 3. I, wa- I tried the crew too, did not like it. Uh, Verizon Hortz. Horts and Forv does it a lot better. <laughs> wow, we are both having uh, brain aneurysms. Let's rank this puppy. Oh, you want to rank it? I you want to so. rank it, huh? Yeah. Uh, where are we starting? Where are we starting, Captain? We, should we make sure we talk about it versus Outrun? Like, is that a is that a critical? It's our second drivey game, and I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Outrun at some point. I mean, okay. We well, a I just feel like we've been talking about Outrun a lot lately, but yeah. Uh, but come on. I mean, I, I feel like it's got no shot here. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, unless, I don't know. I, I guess that's like right in the middle. So I don't know exactly where you're at with it, but I just find there's, there's like, I would say a 1% chance that you like outrun more than Forza Horizon 5 for, for Zizen. Why would you assume that about me? Oh, because you don't like Outrun. It's like That's a little true. game. It's like <laughs> oh a little. Gosh. It's like a little. I have never game. said I don't like Outrun. Not once. Okay. Well. Well. That's fine. But uh, where do you want to? Where do you want to start? Is that really where you want to start? Because that's where we started last time. All right. I don't know. I don't know where to start. Uh, you. You. You give me your. You give me your take. Um. I think. So it's a game about going fast. <laughs> We've been doing that a lot recently. Man, we've been going fast, huh? Um, I think I don't think it's a top tenner. I mean, no, personally, no. Um, and while I think I I think okay, fine. I mean, maybe you love Outrun all of a sudden. Uh, I still don't think that you would be down to like. I don't know. I just think Outrun would be a weird place to start. Um, let's start at Sonic the Hedgehog. What do you think about that? I love it. 1991's Sonic the Hedgehog, which is our seventeenth best game of all time uh i mean sonic the hedgehog 
uh, has a legacy that, of course, for Forza Horizon 5 can't, but Forza Horizon as a series even, you know, isn't going to have the legacy. I mean, it's probably, I would say Forza Horizon is one of the, like, top tier car games of today, right? I mean, when, when those, when Horizons are coming out. I wouldn't ask, I wouldn't ask me about that. Sure. I don't know. I, I just, I as, admitted earlier that I hadn't played any of the other games. No, the but series, as a layman, but. I hear way more hype about Forza Horizon 5 than any car game in the last five years. I mean, yeah, I, but I, the other people's opinions do not, they, they are outside sure. of this room and they don't matter at all. Everyone's sure. wrong. We're the only people who are right about anything. <laughs> Uh, I I get more consistent enjoyment out of Forza Horizon Five than I do Sonic the Hedgehog One. Okay, uh, there's there's a lot more just like mechanical start and stop and oopsie and whoops oh and that didn't quite kind of hit how I wanted it to hit and um, I, I I think um, Forza Horizon Five likes me more <laughs> than Sonic the Hedgehog likes me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, actually. So, I mean, we could talk about Forza Horizon 5 versus Final Fantasy 7, but Oof. I want to take your temperature on maybe just skipping up to Metroid Dread Ooh. so that we have this kind of 2021 games yep. stack here. Wow. Um, this game is going to be impossible to put on this list is what I'm realizing. Um, why? I, like, almost don't have any feelings about it one way or the other. I just like I just like to drive in it sometimes. Like, I just like to play it very casually and it's so hard for me to like think about it comparing it to anything i mean you i think about this compared to every single game on this list and i can't decide if it's better or what like i can't decide where i what i would do with it metroid dread is probably better more consistent gameplay hooks you know like it kept me really wanting to sit down and finish at, finish it you know like i really wanted to mm -hmm. do all of metroid dread forza i just sort of like kept playing but there was also lots of things that super annoyed me about Metroid Dread, and I was like almost never that annoyed at Forza Horizon 5. There was like those couple instances where the the RNG of prompts kind of got in my way, but that's like literally it. Whereas Dread, yeah. you know, like actually has things that you kind of like, oh, okay, fine, I'll do this, whatever. And you like beat your head against the boss for a while or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm solidly in Forza's camp over metroid dread yeah. i just feel like metroid dread was kind of a little too and see here's the problem metroid is a franchise uh, and especially metroidvanias at large is a type of game that i'm very familiar with right uh racing games i've been out of the loop right. for a while so they might be more similar than i think they are um but i feel like my problem with metroid dread is it feels like not enough of it feels new um and I feel like it doesn't quite justify its existence. Is there as a, a way full game? Yeah, I I agree with that. Is there a way for us to <laughs> erase the history of Metroidvanias in our brain and just think about Metroid Dread as an experience versus Forza Horizon Five as an experience singularly? Is that even a thing worth doing? I almost say no. I don't know why I'm bringing it up because it's like I cannot erase. How okay, well, I but, but feel in, about the history in, of those games. So, but but let's do it. We don't have to reject it right away. Well, does that does that help you rank which one uh, which one you feel? It it and makes actually, me lean more towards Metroid Dread a little bit. Interesting. Maybe. So it doesn't help me. It makes me more <laughs> Forza. I would say. Yeah. But I think I'm just more Forza in general. I just think Forza was a more interesting game. If I was doing a, uh, if I was ranking 
the games that I played in 2021 mm-hmm. all up against each other. Yeah. My goatee would probably be Resident Evil 8. Sure. And then number two-ish would be Inscription. Sorry, I, I, I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I was, I'm trying to think of all the games I played that came out this year. But, yeah. uh, And then I think Forza would probably be in that three or four so you're, range. You're eyeing and, to put it right here in between Inscription and Metroid Dread, which are they are right next to each other. I, that's 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 your vibe that's all i'm asking that's my vibe yeah, yeah that's yeah. my vibe if you i would say this though i don't i don't feel so strongly about forza mm-hmm. that i feel like it has to sit there yeah i However, firmly agree that inscription goes above it firmly that that yeah. is easy that's an easy claim to make for me right right so it the only question is so okay how about this how about this so, where would you put Metroid Dread on a games that you played last year list for yourself? Mm-hmm. Let me think about where I would put it on mine, and then we reveal that on three. Of 2021 released games? Games that 2021 came, just came out released last games, year. 2021 games God, that you played. I played like five. Where would you... <laughs> Oh, wait, that might be a flaw in this whole thing. It's a pretty it? big flaw. And that's always the flaw with this show, huh? <laughs> um, well, no, I want to... Okay, so... Uh, that's okay. Let's do it. Let's play Let's play okay. the thought experiment. Okay. So, I think I would put... I think Metroid Dread would be like my sixth or seventh game Dang. of that year. Yeah. When did Pokemon Snap come out? <laughs> Was that this year? Would you rank Pokemon no, Snap above Metroid Dread? Absolutely not. But I oh, okay. just need That's to know wild. if that was this year. It yeah, was, that was, was twenty twenty one. Yeah, it was twenty twenty one. Man, the problem is twenty twenty runs into it. You know, that's the problem with twenty twenty one. Is it's sort of two years in one? Uh, oh, sure. Inside my yeah. brain. The second yeah. half. I do. I think. Man, this is the hardest one we've ever done. This is the hardest ranking. I'm not kidding. It it like breaks. It boggles my mind. I can make a lot of reasons why Forza Horizon 5 goes above Metroid Dread. Uh, and if anything, here's here's what I'll here's what oh, I'll wait, wait. here's you what didn't I'll reveal, pin it to. You didn't you didn't reveal where Metroid Dread would be on your personal goatee list for 2021. Four? I don't know. Fourth? It would be four out of the six. Sure. <laughs> Metroid Dread would be four. I think I don't know. I I, I have I haven't had the time to actually look well, then we, think through we should, all the for, games for sure. I thought you felt stronger about Metroid Dread. We should for sure put Forza Horizon above Dread it's, and then just move on with our lives. It's hard to say, but here's here's what you I'll, don't even care about this game. Here's <laughs> what I'll pin. Here's what I'll pin to Forza Horizon Five, and it goes back to the intro. I want to keep mm-hmm. playing this game. I'm not done with it. Like I'm gonna actually try to sneak in little mini sessions of Forza Horizon Five for like a little okay. while because I because I just like it. It's a like you said earlier. It's kind of just like a relaxing thing. Um, it's my new, it's my new feather in Celeste. When I'm, when I, if I'm going to get mad at Killer Instinct next week, I'll probably set down Killer Instinct for a minute and go play a little bit more Horizon to chill myself out and stop caring so much about how bad I am as Cinder. Right. Well, I mean, you're going to play that with other people, right? Sure. I'm going to make them watch me play Horizon 5 while I zone out. (laughs) I was about to say, like, what's going... So what's EJ doing while you're in the other room playing He's putting on the playlist, man. You got Sean, I got EJ. Someone's got to run the radio. I I, I don't have time to to mess with that, you know? He rides shotgun Um, and he runs the radio. All right, all right, all right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm... I got another thing. So... 
uh, it might be fun to rank it against Donkey Kong Country 3 sure. because they're both British games. That's funny. Made by British people. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. like just kind of a you thing. know interest in moving it forward because I feel like you don't want to put Forza above Metroid Dread, and I don't. No, feel I do. Strong I'm saying. About I'm saying now. I'm I'm game. That's that was what the final point. Oh, there I talked was, you though. into it. You did. You talked me into it, and I talked myself into it. Of I want to keep playing Horizon, and I don't. I don't think I'm gonna play Dread again for a very very long like. The next time I play Metroid Dread... I will Dread, never play Metroid Dread right. ever again. The next time like I play ever. Metroid Dread is after I have replayed every single other Metroid game. Is <laughs> basically the only reason I would play so it So you're again. never going to play Metroid Dread. There's right. no way. Right. You're going to replay every Metroid game. Yeah. I mean, I guess for this show, you might have to. Right. Get, I mean, yeah. I mean, eventually... Well, actually, that's true, right? Eventually, yes. we will play, play every all the Metroid other Metroids, game. And then I'll be like, I should try Dread again, because I just did yeah. every single other one. Yeah, next time we do Metroid, I kind of just want to do Super Metroid and be yeah, like, yeah. I think so. Um, anyways, okay, so it sounds like Forza Horizon 5 is going to be the 14th best game of all time. We didn't even go over the list okay. before we started talking, which is probably weird. Um, I want to read out the list as it hangs out now, because mm -hmm. we're, we're just so we can still enjoy these days where it wasn't untenable to do that. <laughs> so the current list of all the greatest games that we've talked about and uh, ever made, because yep. games not on the list are currently not made. Yes. Um, starts like this. Number one is Celeste, Super Mario Brothers 3, Halo Combat Evolved, Quake, Papers, Please, Hyper Light Drifter, Crusader Kings 3, Jet Set Radio, Halo 3, Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect 2, Outrun, Inscription, Forza Horizon 5, Metroid Dread, Donkey Kong Country 3, Final Fantasy 7, Sonic the Hedgehog, Mass Effect, Solar Ash, Halo 2, War of the Monsters, and Sonic Adventure. Take that, I, Sonic Adventure fans. Again, take it again. <laughs> I, I continue to love that we've somehow forced all of 2021 into this little tiny shell. This little blip in the list is just 2021 in a nutshell. It's the it's the 14th best year of all time in gaming. Yeah, that's 2021 for you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I'm done playing these recent games. Yeah. Let's let's get back into the old stuff. Yes, let's get please. back into talking about games that are all timers. You know, sure. Uh, I love my favorite thing about the list is this mixture of all time greats and games that have no business being, being on the same list <laughs> as them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If, like Donkey Kong Country 3 into Final Fantasy 7 into Solar Ash is sort of a weird yeah. vibe that this list yeah, does. Yeah, all, all that stuff is pretty weird. Mass Effect 1 is uh, all just slightly better than a game that came out last year yeah. that would just did not matter to <laughs> us. You know what I mean? Like Mass Effect, one of the most influential like modern games is just a little bit better than Solar Ash that was just some game we played. Well, and, like, and, you know what I mean? Like, and I know you avoid this I've topic. I've already forgotten Solar Ash. Sure. I don't even remember that game. Sure. I know that this topic is hard for you, but we did just put Forza Horizon 5 above Final Fantasy 7 by three placements. So. I don't even see Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> on the list anymore, dude. I've completely <laughs> tuned like, it out. Yeah, it's just not on there. This is a list. Here's what this project is. Yeah. And I know you'll hate me for this. But I think this is where we should where we should be. This is a list of all video games except JRPGs <laughs> just don't exist in no, the universe. No man, come on! You gotta let me. Almanac. You gotta let me do another one so that we can so that we can turn the ship. We gotta write the ship. That's all I'm saying. I will do it. I can do it. I know that I can. Where would mm -hmm. you put? 
where would you i know that so many other things on this list are also broken but just we're, yeah. we're well past it we're not talking about the ranking of final fantasy 7 anymore where would you have put it on your list that's impossible matt because I, so like actually here's like i should i should have like what is my top five sure of if this it's list. just games on this list we have we have matt's frustration rankings i want hunter's actual top five of this list my top five yeah is probably especially because i've had a lot of time to think about the super mario brothers 3 versus celeste thing <laughs> i actually had a con no joke matt i was hanging out with Shelton and Sean, uh -huh. who are friends of ours in New York, the other day, and our conversation somehow got to Celeste versus Super Mario Brothers three, <laughs> and I swear I did not do it on purpose. <laughs> like he took it there. He doesn't even play games. This yeah. guy doesn't care about games. Okay, yeah. this guy's like the smartest guy we know, and for some reason we started talking about video games for like an hour, and it got to a conversation that was essentially about Celeste versus Super Mario Brothers three. My top five. Number one, Super Mario Brothers 3. Number two would probably be Outrun. Number three would be... <laughs> I, just, I just felt you fart that one out. Decide. You realize the stall was too long. Like, I gotta say a game. Outrun would be pretty funny to say right now. No, it's not. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm literally not joking. I like Outrun a lot. Like, think about it. Outrun was a game I brought into this show at episode five. I know, yeah. Like, yeah. it's a game that's been with me my whole life, right. and it's a personal thing. Yes. And you, nobody has to agree with it. Your okay? Outrun actually, a lot is of people do. Outrun is not some Sonic obscure Adventure. game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what was it? Number one, Super Mario Brothers 3. Number two, uh, Outrun. Number three, probably Final Fantasy Seven. Number four would be celeste and then i think number five would be um papers please because i actually Ooh. do agree exactly where papers please is that's funny that's my top five of this of above, this list above quake that's so, yeah i thought you were such a oh you're a doom you're a doom meathead and quake is yeah like, i'm a doom guy once doom yeah. gets on the list i'm gonna There's be no all about you yeah doom <laughs> well i mean that'll just be an, that'll be another difficult conversation yeah. that one no um, I've, I've i've already prepared myself to concede all points to doom because i don't care and i just think it'll be great fun and i don't i just i don't care that's not well see i see i do care this is this is a me and matt list <laughs> not a me list okay a me list would be boring all right oh, oh man well um, so, all right and i think those hey, are my hey. favorite episodes are the episodes where one person feels a hundred percent one uh -huh. way and then the other person just doesn't care doesn't you care. know what i mean yeah so well uh, i would love to hear from our dear listener uh their favorite top five you can email us your five of the current list the 23 best games of all time which are the top five uh old gamers almanac at gmail.com you can also find our currently our discord is the space cats peace turtles discord and there's some conversations about the recent episodes that have come out you can also find the link to the uh oga ranking league website uh which is where people predict what hunter and i are going to score a game and they've been keeping track of what everybody's scores are the current leader as of the date of this recording is b tims with a 3.66 rms prediction error that essentially means like they're within four of our predictions on average out of two wow. so it's not we're, we're these are the early days for early the prediction days, league. early days yeah yeah 
Wait, Matt, I thought you were number one on the prediction. I don't. I asked you Aria to take me off the list, please, because it doesn't need to count. I, uh, uh, I See, I wanted to do a bit where I was going to purposely get it wrong to the maximum week. possible amount yeah. so that I would be at the bottom and you would be at the top <laughs> for all time. That would have been a funny bit. Yeah. Because then you could just ignore us at the top and bottom sure. and the real list is everybody else. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I want to... I, I know we've sort of mentioned it before. I don't remember if we mentioned it last week, but I just wanted to throw out the games that are coming up. Yeah. Because there's some exciting ones. Next week, we're talking about Killer Instinct. We're going to be talking about Katamari Damacy, yes. which is exciting. Oh, man. Um, and we're going to be doing Centipede. Those are some upcoming games. Yeah. Um, Centipede, the arcade classic. We're getting back in the arcade finally. I'm going to find Centipede in New York, which yeah. is where I live. Uh I'm going to find it somewhere and go play it on on the cabinet. I'm going to try to do that in Arkansas, but there's only one place to go. So we'll see if they got it. (laughs) They do got it. No, they do. Actually, the place in Fayetteville that you're talking about, that place does have a centipede. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Arcadia. Yeah, that place is great. (laughs) Got to go there. Um, Anyways, what do we go out on, Matt? What's the end? Well, like we always say, what was it? What's the Tails thing? Okay. So like we always say... I want to fly high. (laughs) Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamer's Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Knight Corey. (laughs) 